Hello, this is the Bible in Fewer Words. We are Carol and Steve Wells. This is episode 4b, Genesis, chapters 17 and 18. Hi, Steve. Hi, Carol. Are old people going to have a baby today? <laughs> yes, they are. It's a miracle. <laughs> Let's get into it then. Okay. Chapter 17, verse 1. When Abraham was 99 years old, God said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be perfect. I'll make a covenant with you, and I'll make sure you have lots of descendants. So when God is saying, walk before me, is it like a boss telling his employee, walk with me? I think it means, you know, do what I say. Oh, you know? walk with me in the long sense of the word. I think he's saying... You know, do what I'm telling you to do, and I'll make you have lots of kids. Which is the best thing in the world. And a really strange thing for a guy that's 99 years old. Yes. <laughs> and who has no kids up to now. <laughs> and the other thing is, he says, I'm God Almighty, as though he's just introducing himself for the first time. I mean, they've been, they've been talking a lot. And he always says, hey, I'm God. You're going to have lots of kids. <laughs> this isn't news to Abraham, right? No. Right? Because he's told Abraham this before. Many times. When he was 75 years old, and Abraham's going, yeah, I don't know how that's really going to happen. Right, yeah. It's an old story. They've had this conversation before. Okay. It says that Abraham fell on his face. I love it when Abraham falls on his face. Yeah, so he's just so amazed. He fell on his face. Or he's old and he tripped. Do I have to listen to this again? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he's just laughing, falling down laughing. Maybe. So God continued saying, no one will call you Abram anymore. Your name will be Abraham, because I've made you a father of many nations. I don't really know how those two things are connected. I don't know, but we've been calling him Abraham all along, right? Yes. Yeah. Verse 8. I'll give your descendants the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession, and I'll be their God, whether they want me or not. <laughs> you and your descendants will keep my covenant. This is my covenant. Every male will be circumcised. I'm not sure I would make that covenant, Steve, if I were Abraham. This is really interesting because this is God's covenant. Uh-huh. Get circumcised. It's like all there is to it, right? He's not saying, you know, part of my covenant or a sign of my covenant. or He's just saying, my covenant is to get circumcised. Mm -hmm. So it's a really big deal to God. And why do you think that is? I have no idea. <laughs> if I were God... And I wanted to mark people, say, you need to mark yourself so I can tell who you are or so that other people will know who you are. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have them do something to their private parts that nobody's going to see. No, I'd say wear an earring in your left ear. Yeah. Every day they would look and say, oh, this is my covenant with God. I'm going to put my earring in my left ear. Yeah. Or it could be some tattoo or something that identifies you. He's making a covenant only with men. How do women yeah. have a covenant with God? Yeah, well... Women no, don't matter in the Bible. That isn't actually what I was going to say. It, that is true. <laughs> Women God. don't matter in the Bible. But there is such a thing as female circumcision. Oh, yes, there is. But it, I don't think God wants to get into that. It's not a biblical thing, thank <laughs> God. <laughs> but it does exist in some parts of the world. Uh-huh. And it does have a religious kind of nature to it. Anyway, we'll leave that for when we do another book. <laughs> Maybe. We kind of got sidetracked there. Yes, we did. But we can go back. You and your descendants will keep my covenant. This is my covenant. Every male will be circumcised. 
So that's God's covenant. Mm-hmm. It's really a simple covenant that you have to do, and that is get circumcised. And you have to do this for God. And it is something that I guess only a male can do. Mm-hmm. He's going to explain how to do it later on. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> you shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin. You take that foreskin, you get yourself a really sharp rock, and you knock it off. He's not really given any real instructions here, right? No, but, but how yeah. else would you do that? Well, I, I, don't, know. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> if someone were to tell me, you shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, I don't know what that would mean. But he wants us to do it. And then he says in verse 12, When a baby boy is eight days old, he shall be circumcised including the slave that is born in your house or is bought with money or is a stranger. So you're going to go around circumcising strangers. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not you in particular, but... Sounds like a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, my name is Steve. (laughs) But yes, this is the thing you have to do. You have to get circumcised. Seems kind of strange because circumcision involves doing stuff to your private parts that are usually not exposed to the public. So it isn't a way that really marks you in any way that anybody would tell. I think only God would know if you're circumcised or not. God and maybe your very close friends, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's just wrapped up in strangeness. I, I don't get it, but it's very important to God. It is. So he goes on. My covenant will be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. So this is something God wants. He wants it He wanted it then. He wants it now. Mm -hmm. He wants it forever. And yet, this is something that many Christians ignore today. The Jews still do it. Mm -hmm. And the Muslims do it. God says that his covenant is to do it when he's eight days old. Mm -hmm. It's just not happening. He must be really (laughs) upset. In verse 14, an uncircumcised male must be cut off from his people. You know, there's a lot of cutting going on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it would have been nice with the instructions of circumcision. Yes. He would say that you need to cut off the foreskin. That'd kind of give you an idea. Cut off here, going to cut people off, mm-hmm. males that aren't circumcised. That isn't so clear. But I think it means to exile them. Yeah. They're not going to be allowed to participate in the community. Going to be kicked out, I guess. Yeah. Can't be in a club unless circumcised. And you have to show it as you enter the door. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know how this is done because no one does that. I don't think they ever did. No, I don't how think so How would either. you know? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Moving on. Yes. Verse 15. Your wife won't be called Sarai anymore, but Sarah. I'll bless her and you will make her pregnant and have a son with her. Okay, well, that's that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see how Abraham's going to do it. No. I guess he could. 100 years old, maybe. Okay, verse He's seven. only 99. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Abraham fell down laughing when he heard that and said to himself, Will Sarah and I have a child when I'm 100 and she's 90 years old? He's laughing at God's idea. Yeah. That sounds dangerous. I think he's kind of rounding up here. He's about 100. Okay. And this is the place where we get the information about Sarah's age. Mm -hmm. She's 10 years younger than Abraham. Verse 19. God said to Abraham, Sarah will have a son, and you will call him Isaac. I'll establish my everlasting covenant with him and with his descendants. I blessed Ishmael 
and will make him have lots of children. Twelve of his sons will be princes, and from him I'll make a great nation. But my covenant will be with Isaac. Sarai will deliver him next year at about this time. And now we know how long pregnancies last. <laughs> about a year? <laughs> about a year. Yeah. Well, maybe it's going to take three months to get the job done. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but you notice how he already has a son. Yes. Named Ishmael. Uh-huh. But he's just ignoring it. He's having to have lots of children and stuff. And I'll, I'll, I'll take care of yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. He's not really your son. Mm -mm. Your real son's going to be Isaac. That's kind of messed up. God should have thought of that before he made Sarah barren. He seemed to go along just fine with the idea of Sarah giving... Permission to have sex with Abraham yeah, so she could then right. take her baby away. He, he didn't complain about that. No. Maybe he was taking a nap and didn't know that was going on. Maybe. Verse 22. Then God stopped talking and went up. I guess he went up to heaven. Verse 23. Abraham was 99 years old when he circumcised himself, along with his 13-year-old son Ishmael and all of his slaves, all in one day. Busy day. Busy day <laughs> with a sharp knife. Yeah. Chapter 18. God appeared to Abraham as he sat at his tent door. When Abraham looked up, he saw three men standing in front of him. He said to them, Wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. I'll get some bread while you comfort your hearts. After that, you can go. So is he sitting at his tent door recovering from his circumcision? Well, it doesn't really say how long this is afterwards. Sometime later. Okay. So these three guys show up. Yeah. And one of them apparently is God. Oh. oh. <laughs> so you can't really tell which one. They're all men. They look like men, but I think they're actually angels and one of them's God. Okay. Those male angels mm -hmm. that I've heard so much about. Yeah, that's right. Seen so little of. Uh -huh. <laughs> then they said to Abraham, okay. Abraham ran to Sarah and said to her, Bake some cakes. Then he fetched a calf, killed it, and prepared it. If he's still recovering from his <laughs> circumcision, that's a lot of work to do. They're always doing this. They're just running and getting a calf and preparing <laughs> yeah. it. You know, that's a big job. Yeah. First let the blood drain out of it. Let it hang and drip. I think so. And then you got to chop it up, and, and he's got to cook it. And But he just goes out and does it and brings it right back. Abraham fed his guests butter, milk, and the calf that he had prepared. You notice something strange about that? What are they eating? They're eating beef. With what? With milk. Milk and butter. <laughs> and that's a no-no. That's not kosher. Really? You're not supposed to eat meat and milk at the same meal. I didn't know that. Later on, we're going to have a commandment uh -huh. that says don't boil. A kid. Don't boil a kid. In its mother's milk. In its mother's milk. It does sound pretty awful. It does, and it, I don't know how you get out of that, that you shouldn't eat meat and milk together. together. But the Jews do, and that's a part of kosher food. Uh-huh. So it's not kosher to mix them. But he did here, which is interesting. Yeah. Verse 9. One of them said to Abraham, I'll return sometime, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah heard it and laughed to herself, saying, Am I an old woman? Going to have pleasure with my husband? My old husband. <laughs> with my old husband. <laughs> and God said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I'll return and she will have a son. Sarah said, I didn't laugh. 
God said, yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) That's a weird little interchange there between Sarah and God. Isn't it? Yeah. Okay, verse 16. Abraham's visitors left towards Sodom, and Abraham went along with them. God said to himself, should I hide from Abraham the thing I plan to do? <laughs> so we're reading God's thoughts here. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah and he's talking to himself. Uh-huh. And somebody heard him talk to himself and wrote it down. We got it here, right here in the Bible. Right. Those are God's words right there. Those are <laughs> yeah. God's thoughts. And he's saying, you know, should I tell him what I'm going to do? You know, you, know what, you know what he's going to do, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And I Something think Abraham kind of has that has that idea too. Otherwise he wouldn't have gone along with him. That's right. So in verse 20, he says to Abraham, the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great and their sin is very grievous. I'll go down and see if things down there are as bad as I've heard. If they are, I'll find out. And God, his companions, and Abraham continued to walk towards Sodom. So I guess God knows everything. How does he know what's going on in Sodom? Oh, yeah. He, he heard. knows everything, or he's heard. It sounds like he doesn't really know everything, but he heard about it. Uh-huh, because he has to come down and check it out. Actually, for sure, he doesn't know what's going on in Sodom. <laughs> <laughs> there are some things that God just doesn't know, okay. and he doesn't really see everything, according to this passage, because what we're finding out here is that God is going to have to go to Sodom and see for himself. Yeah. If things are as bad as he's heard. He's heard it's bad there. He's going to go and check it out for himself. So, yes, I guess. God does not know (laughs) everything. everything. Verse 23. Abraham came close to God and said, "Uh, uh, will, Will you kill the righteous with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous people in Sodom? Would you kill everyone, including the 50 righteous? Shouldn't the judge of all the earth do right? God said to himself, Oh, he said to Abraham that the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great. Yeah. Is the crying the people of Sodom and Gomorrah? Oh, no, no. Or no? No. <laughs> no, it's not the people. The people are as, complaining. As we'll see, he doesn't care about the people of Sodom. <laughs> uh, no, it's the cry, the awfulness, oh. the, the stink, the, the horrible things that they're doing. Okay. That's bad. I've heard it's really bad. Like, it's the rumors that he's heard about. That's yes. the cry. And so Abraham here is the one, the reasonable one saying, well, wait a second. Yeah, the reasonable and the compassionate one. The one yeah. that's saying, you're not really going to kill everyone, are you? Because everyone there can't be as awful as you're saying they are. Yeah, especially like I've got a nephew there named Lot. Yeah. Yeah. Verse 26, God said, uh, if I find 50 righteous people in Sodom, I'll spare the city for their sakes. Abraham said, well, I'm just dust and ashes, but what if there are 45 righteous people? God said, if I find 45, I won't destroy it. Abraham repeated the same question with 40 and 30, 20 and 10. Each time God said he wouldn't kill everyone if he could find that many righteous people. So we're down to 10 now. If he can find 10 righteous people, God would not destroy everybody. He did say that he would not kill it if he could find 10 people. Ten righteous people. So he would not kill... Everyone in Sodom. Okay. Yeah. And then God went his way, and Abraham went home. Yeah. All right, so how's this going to end? Well, that's the oh. next episode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Genesis 19. Okay. Well, this has been fun. Yeah. A lot of information in here. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you for pulling that together for us. Oh, sure. <laughs> and listeners, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.